You're listening to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of toyphotographers.com. On this show, we talk to people around the world who are turning Lego, action figures, miniatures, custom creations, and more into amazing works of art. Welcome to the official podcast of toyphotographers.com. My name is Christina Alexanderson, and I'm filling the the share of being as a host of the podcast this month doing a theme episode with my dear friend Shelly and she, she is on the other side of the Atlantic on the other side of the internet how are you Shelly? I'm great Christina thanks so much for inviting me into your podcast world. Oh you're so welcome you suggested we should do a podcast while James is off and I thought I can't wait on doing a podcast on the theme escape. So I said to James, I'll invite Shelley and she will be the co-host with me. And he said, that's great. (laughs) So I'm so happy that you are on the other side of of the internet and on the other side of the podcast. I'm honored to be here, truly. This will be fun. I'm looking forward to this, Christina. <laughs> you are, even though I didn't prepare as well as you did. I'm not sure either one of us prepared well, but we just definitely have our different styles. So just just to inform our listeners, the Christina and Shelley dynamic is Christina tells me what I'm supposed to do, yeah. and then I don't do it, and <laughs> then she gets mad at me, and then I apologize. And then we move on. Yeah. And this week was no different. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I try to follow the regular scheme of the podcast and you just decided I don't have to follow that. And I throw it back at you and said, I want you to do it this way. At least don't prepare what to say. Just sketch down some notes. And I didn't sketch down any notes, even though I should have. Um we we have been doing images on the theme of escape and when i suggested that you would be the co-host for this podcast you said oh that will be easy everything i do has a theme of escape please tell us more about that it's true it's well well a escape versus escapism so toy photography is escapism but my characters are usually on an adventure so question is are they running towards are they escaping from or escaping to something so that's always that that in between so yeah escape was like but that's an adventure's escape and i thought it was interesting our two approaches to this it's very fascinating so yes escape so christina what does escape mean to you I think I'm, I'm 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 using my photography as a way to escape from ordinary life and portraying ordinary life to make it more beautiful, more easy to take in and feel and and maybe even try to display what's difficult in the ordinary life, but I try to escape that as well by hiding behind a surface of beauty. So so escape is important to me as well because it's so internalized with my photography. And when I have a good moment with my camera and my toys or my, my subject uh, in hand, I'm kind of escaping the ordinary life and time just flies by. And I love that about photography. So I would say escape or escape 
escapism or whatever you say it in English, escapism um, is really part of being a photographer, at least for me. I agree. I think this is definitely a theme that that hit us hit very close to home for both of us. Yeah, I I also when I get behind the camera and I get engaged, truly engaged in what I'm trying to photograph and capture, it's just time has no meaning. And they have a super fancy word for it, flow. When you're in the flow, which every time I hear that, I'm just like I scratch my head and I'm like, why are you making such a big deal about that? It just it's what you do, but. I guess as a creative, it it comes more naturally. This is the same with creativity. I've never really understood those aspects of of creativity or or creating because for me it comes like it's part of me. The flow is, I think it's more divine when people talk about it. Just losing yourself in what you do. I have always done that. I don't see that as a a special occasion or something that. It's it's good when it happens, but I didn't really un- understand the concept until a couple of years ago, and I realized I'm in the flow all the time. <laughs> but it's hard work being there. I get really tired and and uh, drained. I would say it's it's a good tired though. I yeah. maybe the part of the uh, our kind of scratching our head at this whole idea of flow is because it's like a scientist looking at the rats as if they're like there's something special going on when the rats are like well this is just what we do i don't know trying to to put a word on something that is is just a natural part of breathing for you and i yeah it's strange it's very strange All yeah right. escapism yes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay. back to the topic at hand no maybe we should have started i never thought of i th- always think of everybody listening to this podcast they know everything that i know but maybe people don't actually i think they know who you are but maybe we should introduce you who are you shelly that is that an, that's like such an esoteric question <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll sidestep the esoteric aspect of who i am and I founded toyphotographers.com. I've been involved with the toy photography community for eight years, and I've just a long string of things I've started, like Brick Central and Stuck in Plastic and Toy Photographers, and I've done gallery shows, and I sell my work, and I like to talk about the creative process. And that's why I think you and I are such good friends is because we both like to delve just below the surface a little bit more and it's it's fun I like it yeah I I love that (laughs) I love that aspect of our friendship just diving through and trying to find the words on on what what is kind of nagging us in the corners (laughs) yeah I and you make me think about my photography in ways I'm that make me uncomfortable and oh. that's good. <laughs> that sounds terrible, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to be with someone who makes me feel <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, you make you make me stretch. 
Now that's that sounds good though. You you in my word, you make me put words on stuff that I think is difficult, and you give me new angles to try and think about, and really get me to yeah stretch as well. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad it's mutual, and I really do appreciate the fact that you sent me your photo earlier than an hour before we started this recording because I really needed to process this and it took me it took me a little while and I'm a little slow that way I know you're you're very quick and you're fast and you you've been doing this for a long time so you 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 kind of know what you're looking for and you have a lot of background on on mythology and uh, fairy tales and that that over in and it comes through in your work and I just and I just needed to just I needed to mull it over so thank you for your patience <laughs> I'm so surprised because I thought my image was so simple this time I really kind of lay low and didn't put more than enough in the image <laughs> So looking, I, I'm just going to just jump ahead just, just a little bit here. And I'm like, and I looked at this image and I'm like, the first thing I thought after, you know, taking the image in was like, this would be a very different conversation if you had this conversation with James than with me. Do you want us to start with with my image? We always start with James's image. <laughs> Because I'm kind of trying to pretend that I'm not James. <laughs> I'm Christina. And we'll do it the ordinary way. I'll start with your image. But if you want to change that, I'm up for it. We can start with my image. But then you have to tell people what you actually see in the image. Okay, let's let's put Christina on the on the roasting spit first, shall we? <laughs> Under the spotlight. Yeah, go there. Go ahead. <laughs> It's a spotlight in this image. <laughs> this is a this is a classic Christina image, and if you have seen her work, you know that it's uh, gauzy. It's uh, shooting directly into the sun. The colors are very warm. So what we have is we have a pink shoe, high heel, upside down, on a reflective surface shooting right into the sun and you're looking over the shoe directly into a big round orb I'm assuming it's the setting sun and there's some bokeh to the right and some little multiple circles repeating themselves off to the right and then the gray of the sky above so you have this very soft focus except for the, the this pink shoe very high heel little translucent lovely pink tones has a very prominent bow on the heel did I paint that did I paint yeah, that good enough yeah yeah you did really good okay so and the image is tiled escape yeah that's the theme <laughs> <laughs> and uh I have a very complicated relationship with shoes and high heels I think most women do and I've, I personally find high heels to be really close to foot binding. <laughs> I find them to be very constraining. I find them to be a, a symbol of, for some women, power, and for other women, a uh, symbol of sexuality. And they're also 
a symbol of transformation when it comes to fairy tales, but not necessarily, I don't know. They're, it's Okay, that's, that's what I did my research on shoes and fairy tales, because we're this is Christina we're talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I haven't done that research. <laughs> so it... it so women's the fate of women is often tied to their choice of shoes yeah. which is crazy so if you're in wooden shoes then you are automatically a peasant and of low standing but if you put on fancy shoes like embroidered shoes or the glass slipper then you are transformed into something else usually considered better okay and then you see that in cinderella the wizard of oz the red shoes, which is really twisted, and uh, and also it, I, it was interesting that Puss in Boots came up because Puss in Boots I always thought of as a male cat. Turns out it's a female cat. Mm-hmm. I always thought he was a male cat as well. Ah, no, nah, it turns out it's a woman, and the and the seven league boots, which are the boots that you can you know walk seven leagues in with one step. So, so here we have a a, a shoe. With all this baggage, I mean, God, who thought a shoe had that much baggage? <laughs> you know, by now. <laughs> I do, but it's not one of those things that you think about. I think that's a... Toy photography is complicated because on one layer, it's just the toys. It's just the bits of plastic and they come with their own stories and it's Han Solo escaping the Sarlacc or whatever. I don't know. Whatever these stories are out there. At, but there's all these like other layers and yeah. it's just a plastic shoe and I know the shoes come up a lot in your in your images yeah but- I love them I love I love the shoes I love the colors of the shoes yeah I use them all the time is it okay that that and I thought about the color because it's a very pink shoe very translucent so it reminds me of the whole Cinderella glass slipper but wonder if that shoe was black I think it, I think I have another one that is kind of transparent all the way and kind of white or glass. I think her shoe is in glass. I didn't choose that shoe though, even though I'm alluding to Cinderella because I love the pink colors. I I love when my so much of my work don't have any colors. So when I can put some bright pink in my in my images, I do. It's a square. Did I mention this was a square? And the shoe is, it's it's very, it's it's not centrally. It's not it's not completely framed up in the center. It's in the lower half, in the center of the lower half of the frame. And so, why centered? What was your thought when you framed this? Um, I <laughs> I framed it that when I it isn't I haven't taken it with a with a medium format camera that is six by six inches or whatever. Uh, I have done it in my ordinary camera, but I have actually cut the edges off because I want it to be in center, and I love the way the houses in the background kind of becomes almost like a. Uh, a castle or a part of a the house is a house but you couldn't pretend it's a castle in the background so I wanted it to be the story about the escape and the escape is somewhere 
someone has escaped the shoe or maybe she's escaping from something else or he or she or whatever i'm really alluding to the the traditional fairy fairy tale of cinderella and the moment where she kind of escapes from from her clothes falling in parts and leaving the castle and i wanted so 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 the main story in my image is the shoe and the evening the part of the day when the daylight is falling you can see that in the soft colors and the warmth in the light so i wanted them to correspond to one another so you knew when the image was taking now i read i read it truly as a as sunset even though i kind of probably know where you took that photo and i know you're facing into the setting sun but the warmth and everything. It's interesting that you talk about it as the houses in the background because I actually took it one step further and I felt it was like a forest because I didn't read them as houses. It could be any looming shape. Yeah. And the circle of light is actually a portal to another place. So when she escaped, she went actually through into somewhere else. Yeah, that could be. I like the fact that it's that it is so open ended that I can create my own story here. You've left me a beautifully wide opening of of my that I can bring my own um, my own experience, my own dreams and ideas to the image. I can read it as Cinderella, and who is this is that moment that transitional moment between the happy party and back to her life of drudgery captured in time or or I can I can move her or any of whoever the heroine or hero is into another world completely which is nicely done thank you yeah because I think I think that moment where the shoe is kind of in between or she is in between worlds is a, a moment we never capture we we kind of either in the ball dancing with the prince or it's after the prince searching holding the shoe and trying to find her again and in that moment in between she can actually escape and make her own choice even though in the traditional fairy tale she makes the choice to be the princess but she could actually make the choice to go on an adventure and try something totally different we don't know oh women are never given that choice what are you thinking (laughs) i think i think we could actually tell the story as a totally different one a story where she actually makes another choice i i don't i don't think i have ever told you this but when i start uh, studied literature um, in the 90s on the uni i actually I'm a Bachelor of Art in Literature, in Swedish Literature, and the poet I wrote my essay on, she made this um, poetry about fairy tales, and she rewrote the fairy tales and put them in a contemporary setting. So she hasn't uh, uh, Cinderella, but she has this amazing uh, story about, uh, what's her name? 
the one who sleeps a hundred years and then the prince comes and wakes her up. Sleeping Beauty? Yeah. <laughs> she has this amazing po poetry about this Sleeping Beauty and she wakes up in the hospital and above her she sees the 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 bottle of what do you call it where you get fluid in in your oh body. like an iv yeah and she sees it as kind of light it's a, such a beautiful poetry and i analyzed it and so this is really close to home for me the the fairy tales i love them i've always loved them because they make me escape my ordinary dreaming of other possibilities not maybe being a princess but but just being on an adventure adventure magic possibilities endless stories i think it's interesting that you talked about that moment in between the transition which we talked about last week about just photography is about capturing time and this is part of that capturing time and you had just mentioned that we don't the stories always gloss over that transition and i'm wondering if it's just too frightening of a of a concept to think about that transition the giving up of the dream going back to the harsh reality but when in in looking i mean in our current culture it would be nice if we if we as women could just like sidestep all of that and just create our own our own that's why the escape for me it was like okay fine we're leaving this the story of Cinderella and we're walking through this door into out of the story completely because I don't feel a woman's happiness is based on her socioeconomic status in society. I, I couldn't agree with you more but but I think it is such an important symbol of uh, of kind of escaping. She is escaping. She's escaping her ordinary life. She's escaping from the prince. She's escaping from the horrible realization of losing her clothes and losing the moment. And she's kind of escaping to what's safe in the story. What's safe in the story? I think it's uh, I think it's the ordinary life. She ends up in the basement again. Even though the, the fairy tale ends with the man coming in with a shoe and trying it on, on her. But you actually, that's filling up the, the story. Because when we escape, we escape for a moment, then we come back to ordinary life. And I think the fairy tales also actually portray that in a moment or two and then there com comes a happy ending that we don't we never get in ordinary life so that's the part of what the, the stories or the fairy tales fills for us they give us hope that we will uh, eventually escape the, the the life we live okay i can buy that there's those stories do give you hope yeah. that there is something better most yeah. almost all of them do yeah and i think we need that and I think that's part of why we tell them over and over again. And that's why we tend to lean to art and lean to other creative expressions like you do in your image. And all of that in a picture of a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not, but, but, but if you look at it... And you know something about fairy tales and you feel something about yourself, maybe you'll end up there. <laughs> I 
don't you think? <laughs> I do, and that's this is and th- this is the biggest complaint about photography and, and social media is that we're just now trained to just whip through so many images that we never take the time to just sit with an image and consider who took it, why they took it, and what they were saying and why they felt it was important to display it. Yeah, and I think that that's the hard part of uh, a medium that is made for um, fast food or <laughs> traveling fast. It's also a way, medium to escape. It's a way to escape the ordinary life. And I love the stories people tell through their images of their their amazing ordinary lives. I use that as a, as a tool to escape every day. Don't you? Uh, every day I can absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I I I I absolutely admire what people do with their toys and the stories they tell. And some of them are so powerful that I, sometimes I'm just left gasping because I'm like, wow, that was amazing just either in the text or the word in combination with the image or the image itself it's just it's impressive yeah and talking about that i we talked about how we prepared for this (laughs) 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 this chat and i prepared by talking to my son in the kitchen when he came home he ate dinner and i showed him your image and i said it's called link versus smog and I don't think they are in the same story and he said no mom it (laughs) isn't you know smog is a dragon from Hobbit and Link I think he no he he knew (laughs) he's in Legend of Zelda and I said I knew the Link part but I wasn't sure about the smog (laughs) (laughs) and then we had a long talk about the dragon of Smaug and we talked about Link and his transformations and all his incarnation in the games and he said I don't know anything about Zelda I have only played one one part of it the most popular one he said and I don't remember that and I said okay but I have never played anything about it but I recognized the figure at least <laughs> and I knew that the dragon I knew that I remembered the name somewhere so you gave me the keys by giving your image a name. And looking at this image, uh, I would say it's uh, a bit, it isn't uh, an ordinary two, third, two combined with three. I think it's a bit smaller. I, maybe you have cropped it a bit uh, or maybe you have a different sensor. But that's, that doesn't really matter. It's a landscape-orientated image in colour. And... I would say that you work really well with uh, colors like complementary colors, I think it's called, when you have green against red, and it works really well in this image. You have two figures, one in the foreground with a green hat, and in the background, or at the same level of um, focus, actually, because you have put it in a diagonal is a red dragon with uh, fire coming out of his mouth so i'm it's really well composed the image i you make me move my eyes from the green figure towards the red dragon and back again to the green figure and 
combined those two figures by a sword. And reading through the Wikipedia page about Link, I realised that he's usually left-handed. Your Link is right-handed. But Aaron, my son, he told me, I think he was that in the latest game as well. <laughs> and I said, OK, <laughs> then Shelley's going for the latest one. <laughs> and the green hat is also coming back in the image in the background by there was some greenery in the background and in the foreground it's a short uh, depth of feel it's really really typical for Shelley you have, I would say that you have worked I would guess that you're working you have the, the light source is mainly the sun I would guess and it comes not straight behind the figure but a slight towards I would say from the left because you have really bright highlights on the left hand side of the dragon um, we can talk about that later and I love the way you have composed the, the red dragon against the green figure kind of walking towards the dragon if I would would have looked at this image and I wouldn't have had any ideas that I was looking at a figure from a game and a dragon from a from a uh, a novel, I would have said this is a paraphrase of um, the dragon and Saint Saint John. Maybe his name is in in English. There's a, a medieval story about this knight that's going to save the princess that is captured by a dragon you can see it in Stockholm you can see it in in the church in the middle of Stockholm and on a square in the old town of Stockholm we have that these figures and it's really close to that this is a, just the minute before the battle and thinking about escape and the theme I thought about it you have so many layers of, of escape in this image. There is a some sort of escape through the way we play. When we play Zelda, we escape. We use it as a tool to escape. And the same is with the literature of The Hobbit. It's also a tool to escape. And then they have that moment just before the fight is going to be hush and rough and someone will die and they will escape the moment Esca maybe they could at or at least one of them could actually actually decide just not to engage in the fight the dragon could change the way he he poses his head and turn around and fly off and then escape the fight altogether we actually don't know but it looks like it's going to be a harsh fight and someone will end up a loser maybe even die and that is also some in some way an escape at least in your images so that's my read of this image I'm going to add one more layer is you talked about the the cropping at the yeah. beginning. Two things I want to do is I also wanted to create a level of the viewer could not escape that connection between. So I wanted those wings up and enveloping and I wanted to keep the cropping really tight so that you couldn't escape that moment. So I didn't want the eyes to wander around the image. 
But you do, you do wander there through the image, but you can't leave the scene. There's nothing where I can, you can there is no spaces where I can try to avoid, avoid this uh, battle that is coming. Right. Yeah, I love the way you fill the screen and you fill the frame in the image. It really fills it up and makes the, that makes the dragon even bigger, even more powerful by doing that. I chose Smog because he had the best wings. <laughs> <laughs> and I chose Link because I'm fascinated with that character, yet I've never played the game. And I didn't title it except name it Smog and Link or Smog versus Link because I just, that's how I, my naming convention is just who's in it. So no thought into the title per usual. <laughs> <laughs> and tell your son that I researched images of Link because I've never played the game, no idea. And I, I can't even read the Wikipedia page because it's just, it's just, is a character that goes on adventures. That's it, right? Yeah. And the image that they found, he's got that sword in both hands. So maybe in some games he's right-handed and somebody's left. I really tried to figure out which one he was because I do think about that level of authenticity when I'm playing with a character that's n not one I know. And I couldn't find any consistency in the images out there. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. I'm just reading the Wikipedia page <laughs> <laughs> altogether. And I really sat by the kitchen table trying, is it the right hand or the left hand? No, it's in the right hand. And we, we laughed about that. <laughs> And there's no way I could have gotten the focus on Link as tight as it was and Smog going down that sword if it wasn't for the lens baby because it was, I I moved the plane of focus so it was at an angle going from the across and up the image frame, if that makes any sense. Otherwise I would have to do fo focus stacking and I'm like, ah, never. <laughs> Have you thought about the bright highlights? Have you thought about bringing them down a bit? Yeah, they're, um, you're right. The sun, I, I went for the afternoon sun. Uh, it's from the left-hand side, and I used a bounce card on the right. Otherwise, he would smog would be completely in shadow, and I wanted some detail over there and that eye to be bright. And, yeah, the... Considering that the little round highlights are really, really blown out, probably might want to rethink the image. But at the same time, I'm like, I kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing about it is that it really brings the eyes to all the bright areas. So you have to be prepared for the eyes going back and forth on that bright area. But it's so close to the main part of the story so i think it works this that's the hard thing about the plastic is it really does reflect a lot of light so yeah and, it does. but maybe maybe he's jeweled on the side I, and yeah you know smoke is the dragon that has all the jewelry around him so it could be you could put some coins around him and even get it even bright around him <laughs> Or I could just leave it the way it is and call it done. <laughs> you can do that as well. <laughs> but you know, but then you get into the whole idea of uh, recreating an image like, oh, I almost got it. And then you like go out and do it again. And you just 
never, ever can capture it again. No, it never works the way you want it to do. But but thinking about this, are you, I'm always so impressed with people kind of going, trying different subjects. <laughs> I have my shoes and I have my stormtrooper and I'm a wrestler. And um, maybe I, I'll pick up Leia once in a while, but I haven't done an image of her since 2018 or whatever uh, how do you pick when you go out how do you actually pick what subject you want to portray well Link's been a long time in coming so I found the shield and the sword and the head piece on a 3D uh, site that was selling the unpainted parts and I sent them to my friend Dennis Crash Override and he painted them up for me mm. so he so that's a little custom guy going on there. And I've always been attracted to this character in other people's imagery. I just find him fascinating. Why? Just, Why? Why? It, just the adventurer the, the, on the magical quest. Okay. just love that idea. Always on the run. Always towards something's excitement or some sort of... And it's the ears. They're sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're horrible. <laughs> uh, but he's not yellow, Christina. No, he's okay. not. That's but he has yellow head, <laughs> yellow hair, <laughs> yellow hair. Uh, which is matched by the yellow eye of the dragon. Thank you very much. Yeah, I know. I've yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, so they're connected on their yellow. Um, I love the. I just love the line of the of the swoop of the cap. It's just it's a very it's a lovely line. So. It's just a great character. So I've always, kind of always wanted one, but since I'm always just in, I have limited myself to the Lego world. Um, I don't, there isn't a really good Lego link, even though now Lego is teaming up with Nintendo. There's talk about Zelda sets coming out. We'll see whether or not it will be good um, or they'll have any minifigures to size. So it was just, I've been plan playing with this character for the last few months. None of the images have turned up because I'm contemplating the idea of sticking them into a six-image narrative. I already know what the punchline is. Yeah. Uh, but I have, let's see if, we'll see if I can actually pull this off. And this is just one of the images. So we'll see. So, so when you said escape, it was like, oh, well, I've already got this idea in my head. It needs to come out. This is a great excuse to do that. But when... I'm choosing toys. I I don't use that many. I know that you use more than I do. And yeah, I, well, I everybody uses. No, not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like everybody. <laughs> you have, yeah, you have your your very limited palette of less than five figures, and I have hundreds. But when it comes down to it, it's. The fairy unicorn princess and some classic space and and a couple of different iterations and pandas and and then yeah. the chima yeah you birds. see you see yeah. okay okay <laughs> yeah but how do you choose how do you actually make a choice I I have limited myself to three figures oh, or at least if you count the shoes as a figure. I have difficulty to choose by those, those by those three. How do you choose when you have ten? The same way you chose how you got three. <laughs> you, you looked at it and you went, "Yes, that one." I know that's how you felt about the wrestler. 
I know that's how you felt about him. So you have that same reaction to your toys. You're like, you saw your, your son's stormtrooper and you went, yes, that one. That's my muse. And so it's the same. I just have more muses than you do. That's all. <laughs> I'm so limited. <laughs> I only have three. <laughs> Okay, so I, since I sell the work, I ha, I do, we've talked about this, there is probably somewhere between 20 and 40% of the images that I create are for that audience. I mean, I do definitely choose images that I know that the, my customers are looking for. And they're not the images that feed my soul, but I'm happy to do them. Yeah. And I try to do them on my on my agenda in my way. And they're happy with that. They just want to see their character in my world. So there's a little bit of that. But then there's images like the Sparkle Fairy Unicorn Princess, which literally I can't even do any more images of her out in public or presenting to my customers because they're like, you already have too many. So I have to, now she's so many, I've <laughs> got to do something else with her. It's time to write the 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 book has been on the back burner forever. Oh, that's <laughs> that you have too many. You can't have too many of whatever you love. <laughs> yeah, she's got it. She needs a new paint job and come out again. Uh, yeah, but it might be a different character, but the image is the same. Your image is stormtrooper in the sun, Boca image right shoe not shoe flying not flying but you know expressing your inner process that's christina right yeah i mean mine are like okay it could be a panda it could be the sparkle fair unicorn princess it could be link they're all in a boat in the puddle with a reflection yeah that's true it's true. I was like, I, I to the point where like I have to like, okay, water shot. Next photo I post, non-water shot. Okay, so my last post was a non-water shot. So now I can post another water shot. So I have to mix it up because otherwise it'd be like all water shots, and it's like that gets boring. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't be boring. It would be amazing. <laughs> I would love to see all water shot just for several months, just water after water, just trying to dig deeper in the water and see how it changes and how you actually try to portray the center core of whatever you're trying to find through those images Then this is where I, we always have these conversations because then it's back to like <laughs> oh well you should dig deep into the waters find its essence <laughs> that's the way i do my project i kind of really deep dive and I kind of never come up through the rabbit hole and once I find the bottom or at least I think I found the bottom I'll start in a new one and dig 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 I I'm digging I mean I've been at water shots for my god 20 almost 30 years of water shots so it's there I just haven't maybe been as overt about it as you have but so when the audience see that Shelley do um a year of just water and water and water you know that she's trying to actually get me to see the core of her work and you as well of course so so when we get her not to change the subject every other week because she thinks we get bored then she has heard the point 
Yeah, well, I just think about you and your 52 weeks of Leia, and you just said that you haven't picked up Leia since 2018, so... No, I haven't. <laughs> and I have no no desire whatsoever to talk to pick her up i'm kind of finished with her <laughs> so i guess i don't want to necessarily take a deep dive and do water shots for um every photo for x amount of time because i do you don't have to do the shots you just have to portray them you just have to show us all the work you have done around water just have you are kind of curating your work i would like to see you curate it in a different way uh, i'm not saying that you are supposed to do what i did or try to be me i'm trying to get you to curate your images so that i can see more of the red thread in the water shots through your work starting with your underwater images and going through to the puddle work to wherever you are right now and actually curate that line you can do it in a you could do it in a in a story instead of doing it uh, in all your instagram or whatever i'll think about it yeah do that yeah i think you should yeah, yeah. i think you should yeah <laughs> okay next time you come visit you can sit down with me and we'll go through my uh my yeah. files <laughs> yeah we talked about that aaron and i and and he said mom when i become 50 Will you make me a photo album of my childhood? I don't want one that you have printed online. I want you to print the images and put them in an album and write by hand what you thought about when you did that work. Wow. And I said, I, I can't do that when you're 50. Then I'm 82. I won't be able to do that probably then. But you can wish for that when you become 20 and I'll do that. <laughs> and he said, then I'm wishing for that when I'm 20, he said. <laughs> that is such a beautiful request. Yeah, it's really beautiful. It's so beautiful. He said, like, I want the traditional album home. I want you to have written under the images. I want you to show me how I grow up. What a gift that would be. Yeah. Lucky me, I have at least three years to do the work. <laughs> Better get started. Yeah. You can work on those early years now. Yeah, I have to go through the old archives. I, I think I have some years I don't actually can recall and I can't really know. I don't know where I have them. <laughs> you know, when you went from analog photos to oh. digital, all digital, and oh, I don't know where those oh years are. Oh, my God, so. that's, a, that's a nightmare, that. I've got that too. That's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> but on the other hand, I have this amazing image of him where he, I don't know if I've ever told this, but I've never told it on the podcast. Maybe I've told you. Uh, I did this series of images in 2013 around Easter and uh, we have an attic, you know that. And uh, when you put the model around the window you get this amazing glow because you have this backlight and I got him to kind of look like he was um, 
holding it he was holding his hand towards the ends of the windows and you couldn't see the end and he's bowing his head down and I used in, in one of my presentation about in, in privacy and how you should work with privacy in schools and on one of the the forms where the audience could write down what they thought about my presentation someone had written you shouldn't portray dead children oh. <laughs> and I have that <laughs> <laughs> and I have that beautiful image of that young boy bowing his head, holding his arm out like he's crucified. And I really know that I thought that and I had that idea behind that image. And I thought that will be in the album. I'll print that and put that during 2013. And I'll write, this is Easter. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be quite the album. Yeah. When you come to Stockholm and when he becomes 20, <laughs> you can sit in the, in the sofa with me and look through it. <laughs> oh, well, we're, di we're diverging escapism. Yeah, we are. <laughs> it, by this time, James and I are kind of giving one another all the love in the world <laughs> and we are that uh, doing that as well aren't we Shelley <laughs> and everybody who's used to listen to the podcast knows that this is a different this is a different theme episode <laughs> but but trying to get on on back to on the road I thought we would decide on a new theme and do a new one you and I in waiting for James to come back to end the podcast to be in its ordinary route and I kind of thought when we talked that I was supposed to kind of get to suggest the theme okay well, what do you got for us <laughs> I thought I really thought about it when I did this escape and I think we should do puddles puddles yeah you're throwing me a softball yeah, I am. <laughs> but I haven't been on my knees in a puddle for at least a year or so. So, so I really thought doing this with Shelley, I should do something that's really close to her work. Okay, so do we want to do a puddle on cement or a puddle in the mud or, or a homemade puddle? We, you can choose by yourself. I, I'm, I'm thinking of maybe I'll... I think maybe we should go for water then. Maybe we shouldn't go for something so concrete as a puddle. We should go for water. Are you going to try to take a photo like me and I'm going to try to take a photo like you? Because I know what your but puddle we... looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I know what your pud puddles look like. And I don't have a canoe, so I can't do a shell image. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would never get down in the mud either. I know that. <laughs> No, but I have this secret place where I think I can do a shell image without getting in the mud. Okay, do we have a specific kind of boat we're using or just a puddle? I'm not going for a... I don't think I have any... You know, I'm really limited in my... Actually, I don't have that many things. I know, because you're like, you have three toys. Yeah, I can have three toys. So, and reflections or puddles? I, and and uh, we go for reflection. I can do that. That's the easy one for me as well. I think we have done that. I think we have too. I think we should go for water. It's more open-ended. Yeah, but then you get like frozen water, 
running water, water from, from the sky. Them. I think this is really open-ended. I think it's really boring because because it's just a medium. It should be a feeling, shouldn't it? Shouldn't it be something, a theme like normal? Isn't everybody longing for normal right now? Yeah, nobody knows what normal is anymore. Shouldn't we go for normal? What does normal look like? So skip the water. Did we just throw the water out? You skip that. You you can you can use the water if you want to. That's okay. But you go for normal. What does normal look a like? Theme. Yeah, a theme is normal. Okay. Now when you- now we have now we have made the audience all confused because we kind of worked through the themes here. So the theme is normal. So portray normal. Okay. Normal. What is normal to you? Yeah, that's really difficult. Or is it what do you want normal to be? You could do whatever. You have that's the the good part of doing this. You can decide how you want to think about the theme and how you want it to be portrayed in your work. And then we talk about it. That's really, really hard. You really threw out a hard one. Yeah, but I started light and ended hard because I don't want it to be too easy for me either. Okay. Normal it is. All right, everybody, put your thinking caps on. This is going to be a hard one. Normal. Yeah, and we would love to see your work and we would love to talk about your work as well. So if you want to be part of uh, the theme episode next time, we will record in two or three weeks. So you have around two or three weeks to make the work done, at least if we get the podcast in the podcast feed as soon as we want to. And if you're in the MeWe community where our contest this month is words and pictures, and this would be a great challenge for normal and words and pictures, because the idea behind that challenge is putting words with an image to give it more depth. And I think this challenge might lend itself to that. I love the work that uses kind of words in the image, not just beneath the image, Yeah, kind of putting words in it. I love that, but I have never done it myself. I like, um, oh, what is that called? Um, when you combine different images or words or letters, I love letters. I would love to use letters. That might be that. Okay, let's let's put that one aside. Let's put that one. <laughs> now let's put that one aside because that one, all sorts of things just went pop, 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 pop up. So we're going for normal. We're going for normal. <laughs> normal. <laughs> yeah. We'll do integrating text into your image for the next one. Okay. You yeah, may maybe. maybe we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll see. That sounds really hard. I've never done that, so I'm not sure. I, I maybe we'll. Uh, I'm putting my heels in the <laughs> in the ground, striving backwards now. Come on, Christina, let's stretch a little. <laughs> I think we have done that already. <laughs> I think it's time to wrap up now. <laughs> All right. This has been tons of fun. Thank you for sharing your image with me. Thank you for letting me break all the rules. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> it's been fun. Uh, so thanks everyone for listening to the end as Christina and I work our way through our images and our next week's, our next podcast when we do this. We're certainly looking forward to your participation. 
because I don't think anyone knows what normal is. So this should be lots of fun. And uh, do we have a hashtag for that? Yeah, we we could use TP podcast. TP podcast normal. Yeah, maybe TP normal or. Okay, we'll put it on the blog once we figure this out. So look for this. Check out the blog. It will be there. We'll let you know what it is. And then when you after you listen, don't forget to rate us because it helps other people find us. And that's, you know, so let's spread the love, right? Yeah, and you should give us five stars to review. It doesn't help us if you get us one star. <laughs> we want five stars. <laughs> Lie if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you, 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 you can listen to a next you can listen to another episode and if you like that you give us five stars after that. <laughs> Okay. I know also a big thank you to Joshua the Grey Cleric who is editing this week's episode and making us sound sane. So thanks, yeah. Josh. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> All right. Until next time, Christina. I hope you have a great week. You too. Thank you, Shelley. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star review. That will help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers, on Twitter at Toy Photo Blog, and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. But if you really want to connect with us, check out our MeWe community. You can find the link to it in the show notes for this episode and on the blog. This week's show is produced by Shelley Corbett and Christina Alexanderson. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org, and our podcast editor is Josh Kittleson. I'm James Garcia. You can find me on Instagram at TheRealJames23. For everyone here at Toy Photographers, thanks for listening. See you next time.